Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Jenny, the host. Oh, cool. So it's been recording the whole time? No. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, recording. Okay. Are you the host again now? Uh, I am now recording. I don't know if I'm the host or not, but whatever. Um, I think you can hang on. Let me see. Yes, you are the host. How can you tell that? Because I looked at participants. Oh, oh yeah. Says. Oh, manage participants. Yeah, it's just my internet just died and now it's alive. That's good. Did the, the FS1 stream take you down? Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. I was fucking around and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch some soccer while we do this. And yeah, then, we do play by play. <laughs> second half just started. You're okay. We'll see. Oh, and then I got this too. I found this uh, on Drive Through RPG. Check it out. Um, let's see, where's the jizz at? What is Drive Through? Is that a company? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a company that prints on demand or it just gives you RPGs. I mean, just gives you PDFs. I like having the books myself because I want to have it in my hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm old school, but there's like a new Trek game coming out that looks pretty cool. So I don't know. it's probably not canon. It's probably JJ Trek or something. Uh, I don't know because if you read the description of it, they mention. Uh, here, let me see because I got it right here. They mention your man. Um, new threats loom across the Gamma Quadrant at his as. Oh is confirmed by Commander Cisco and his crew that they... Damn, he's still a commander? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I mean, this is, like, this appears to be, like, DS9 stuff. The Dominion led by the founders yeah. represent a significant threat. Tensions are already high in the region, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. It seems kind of, like, almost, uh, yeah, I it's guess... during DS9. Yeah, DS9 stuff, which is, I mean... And I, I know Ben's not here to kind of verify this, which I'm not, I love when Ben's on the pod, but if this is the new norm for Star Trek, I'm great with that. Like this is amazing, (laughs) right? Like, holy smokes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they got to still have a few clunkers in there. Oh, I mean, yeah, they'll have a few clunkers, but I mean, like if it's like, okay, let's do a, let's do a data has a dream episode or do you want to do another dominion yeah. episode? Like, yeah, let's do another dominion episode. Like <laughs> if, if that's the new norm, then this is going to be awesome. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I still it's battles. I still expect some BS on DS nine. If you catch my drift, but I mean, this was fucking sweet. When's the last time anybody mentioned prime directive on this show? <laughs> uh, no, not that thing is right out the window. But I mean, and understandably so, because I mean, this is some serious stuff we're talking about here, you know? Yeah. You got no time for your Federation rules. Your Federation malarkey. <laughs> like, I just, I just finished the episode like 20 minutes ago, and I just want to go upstairs and watch more Star Trek. Like, yeah. I have to. It like, was it, all I could do to not continue watching. Yeah, I know. And, that, and that's, and you know what? And that's weird for what they score, Martinique yeah. score. Ariola had a wide open shot, hit it off the post or the crossbar. Where is where is Josie Altador when you need him, man? Where's Bobby not, Wood? Not yet, man. Where's Bobby they gotta, Wood? They'll come in for the uh, group stage, maybe, or the uh, knockout rounds. But uh, but yeah, man, it's just like 
I don't know, dude. If this is Trek, then this is great. And if you don't like the show, you're just a dummy. Like, you just don't like good things. <laughs> you know what? That's too awesome for me. I hate it. Yeah. It's just, it's too riveting and dramatic. And no, this is just dumb. It really just kept my attention the whole time. I really yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't break away to do anything. Like, I didn't get to dick around on my phone or any of that stuff, yeah. man. It's just real yeah. annoying. Came back and I had like 100 Facebook notifications. <laughs> Stupid. So, There's no weird lighting with somebody looking off into the distance, you know? Yeah. It's just, wow. It's just really good. Yeah. Really good. All right, so who wants to uh, do the the reading thing of a jiggy? Previously on Star Trek. Space that Man. was even a surprise, too, that there was a previously yeah. because, it's like... It's not a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, like, the season just kind of ended with Cisco saying some real kind of scary shit like if they come we'll be ready for them and you're like wow this is this is serious mm-hmm. yeah. and then we were joking last time about cisco saying he was going to head to earth that motherfucker went to earth <laughs> he just split. He left them all there because <laughs> this it just it just kind of starts the episode and they're just chatting like man we've run seven simulations and in every simulation we get all butt kicked they yeah. just be blowing us up and they're and having even in like the best case scenario, they like way underestimate how good the Jem'Hadar are. <laughs> I will. S- yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do say that. I will say I do right off the bat. I like Kira even more because her whole thing is, well, let's just give him the space station. We'll fight guerrilla warfare on him. Like yeah. she's going yeah. all Viet Cong on him. You just, just like her war panties are getting all wet from yeah. this. She's like, yeah, <laughs> fucking Hiding that ventilation shafts, make booby traps, and but I mean, because they did that with the um, with the trill dude when he came and took over the station. Yeah, that's what they did to, to kick the, the Klingons' butts. But I mean, like, it's a really good plan. I mean, if you're out gun, don't fight fair. Yeah, but she was talking about like setting off bombs in the freaking ventilation shafts or something. Like, yeah. they're just gonna blow the whole fucking place bits. That's what I thought at first when she said, well, we'll we'll give him the station and then blow it up. And I was like, I thought that would have been a little bit too like Mujahideen. (laughs) She must have been talking to Riker or something. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, But I mean, I was like, when she mentioned guerrilla warfare, I was like, all right, this is the best thing ever. Like, I'm so amped. She's trying to start space ISIS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then all of a sudden something pings within like 300 meters of the station and they all start freaking out because you don't know what it is. And, I, and as a viewer at this point, I'm just like, who who knows what mm-hmm. this could be? You know, like I'm on the edge of my seat here. Because what's is, weird is like the, uh, the Jem'Hadar, they have like their personal cloaking devices so they can go all predator style on Yeah, you. which is cool. But like their ships don't have apparently have any cloaking devices which is weird yeah hmm. why it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't like apply that to the ship i guess they you know? just like to kill you to your face <laughs> you know <laughs> they want you to see them when they fucking turn their spaceship and fly directly at yours and blow it up yeah exactly. like look at me while i'm killing you yeah what we couldn't see in that that uh, shot was as they got close to the uh to the to the ship, they all jumped out the front of their Jemadar ship and like punched the the Odyssey <laughs> to make it explode. 
You're so crazy. Oh my God, do it, man. <laughs> That'd be so Like awesome. lines came out like it's an anime or something. I would love to see a battle between the Jem'Hadar and the Klingons and they just jump out of their ships and fight in space. <laughs> That'd be, that would be amazing. What? You never know what'll happen with this show because war's coming on. Yeah. So and you know Worf ain't gonna be the only Klingon they bring aboard. Like you know when Worf shows up, all these other yeah. Klingons are gonna start showing up. Yeah. And so then, I was really hoping that this is when Worf was gonna show up. Uh, not until next season, I don't think. Because this is his ship, right? Later on, yes, I believe he is the captain of this ship. Um. So knowing that uh, made the ending of the episode a little less umphy, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because I kind of know that you know, everything almost works out. But again, though, I mean, it's kind of up in the air because we don't even know what's happening yet because he's still got the, 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 they go to red alert and all this stuff that all of a sudden Commander Cisco shows up and he's got this badass spaceship and he's like, what's up, y'all? Surprise, badass too. Yeah. The Defiant is sweet as shit. Yeah. But the way he talks about it, he's like, you know, this thing could practically fall apart at any second, but it's going to kick some ass before it but does. It'll fall apart. Part because it's too overpowered. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. best, the best thing. It's not. It's not poorly designed. It's overdesigned to kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very strange for the Federation, and they even mentioned that in in the briefing room. He's like, "Well, we're not really a war machine here," and he's like, "Oh no, we started this stuff when the Borg started kicking our asses, and then the Borg became less of a threat, and then we had some design flaws because." This ship was going to fuck everybody up. And so we kind of put it to the sides. This is what we have now. Mm-hmm. We got Borg trash. <laughs> but what trash it is. I mean, this thing looks tough as shit. Yeah. It's a badass a, uh, a good analogy would probably be like the B-1 bomber. There was a plane that was the Air Force developed basically to fight the Soviets. But by the time they rolled it out, like the Cold War was over. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So now they just, it's a plane looking for a mission, basically. Yeah, they're just looking. Like the defiant. They're like, hey, yeah. guess what? Now we can go find somebody. Which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they retrofitted a cloaking device from the Romulans and got a Romulan subcommander. I thought all- that was really cool. Yeah. That they somehow like managed to, you know, patch it up with the Romulans enough that they could get the tech from them. Now, I also oh, think it's, it's... Oh, my God. Is that Ben? He's in an area of darkness. What is that? Where is he? Nagilam? I see his glasses. Is this... I don't want him to hurt himself. Is this safe, Ben? <laughs> he looks like... Remember when Jordy got infected by that alien on the planet and he started turning into an alien? <laughs> That's what Ben looks like right I just now. See, I just see light reflecting off of his glasses. Hello? He's got to probably turn his mic on. Wherever you are, Ben, stay alive. We will find you. This is partially my fault. I was supposed to test this before he called into the show. Oh, whatever. You know. I was doing stuff. Watching awesome Star Trek. I wasn't today. I have other things to do. Or what else do you have to do today? I'm going to Fredcon this weekend. Oh, fun. That's cool. So I waited till literally the last minute to do all this stuff. So. Well, I mean, that's the way it's got to be done, though, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I do on my best work is at the last minute. I mean, that's if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute to do it. Uh, there's there's Ben right there. Ben, are you there? Hello. Hey, look, it's Lieutenant. Oh, my goodness. It's Lieutenant Commander Ben. I'm calling in from uh, – I'm, I'm heading toward the uh, Charleston quadrant. I, I, I took a wormhole. 
He's uh, on an away mission. Did you say a yeah, wormhole? You, yes. you guys may remember, uh, before I joined the Boner crew, I, I was a Starfleet captain and uh, over on the Yorktown, and we did some R&D, and we have uh, basically a souped-up runabout that I've christened the uh, USS Taint, uh, <laughs> and I'm bringing it back to the uh, Boner uh, so that we will have uh, our own uh, special missions uh, runabout. Nice. I, I, I ran this past Admiral Orego. Uh, he, uh, chief of Starfleet operations, and uh, he's approved our uh, use of the vessel. Now, now Ben, this... how long is it going to be until you get to the planet Charleston? Uh, probably like 200-something miles. Uh, okay, so you're not going to get there anytime soon then. No, is my audio horrible? No, nah, it sounds okay. Are, are you? My concern is you being safe. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've got like uh, 200 miles of empty road right now. There's a big, uh, the uh, I-95 wormhole uh, bypass. <laughs> There's some uh, heavy construction. So I went through the wilds of, uh, of the uh, North Carolina nebula and uh, sensors were were spotty at best. Um, now that I've, I've transitioned back into uh, another uh, Carolina nebula, one south of that one, uh, it seems to be stabilizing a bit, and uh, we have open roads. Okay, I just want to make sure, because I know, you know, your history and stuff, so I'm looking out for you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, I do. Um, I'm, But I can, you know, this is totally hands-free. Okay. Um, I'm just, so I'll sit here and listen and chime in as usual. Uh, somebody else will have to do the summary, though, because, you know, that might be a little too much. To yeah, we got it. We, I mean, we already, we've already gotten to as far as not very far, but it's still really good, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, the taint is at your service. Excellent. That makes nice. me happy. Now we have a boner and a taint. And that's we'll all keep, you we're need, right? back until we get the USS Anus on board. Yeah, the USS Anus. Mm. But uh, so yeah, so we were where 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 were we? We were talking about the USS Boner and the, the mystery taint. ship showed yes. up. Then Ben's mystery ship. Now we were talking about how cool the Defiant is. Yes, yes. A badass piece of equipment right there. Yeah, like it's it's too badass. Like this thing is too dangerous, and uh, it is fun too that they're like, yeah, we're not really worried about the Borg anymore. It's like, what really? It's only what? Uh, I don't really understand that. Because they already know that the Borg, okay, there's like one cube that came and was destroyed by the Enterprise, right? Yes. But, or put to sleep or whatever. However they did it. But they know that it's an entire race that lives, you know, far away and they're coming eventually. Yeah, it's weird to me that they're like, eh, you know, we got other things to worry about. Like what? Not an imminent threat. Eh, you know, this we got to drive this guy around, you know. This is still before Janeway goes out there and, you know quote-unquote, ends the Borg or whatever. Ugh. So That show sucks. Every time I watch it, it's just it just gets worse and worse. I, I'm i telling you, I think Voyager is going to kill Dork Trek. I have a really bad feeling. Maybe we should do Enterprise first. I'm not going to want to watch it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's just it's really <laughs> terrible. We'll go back to doing an episode a year 
It's just like, ah, I don't really want to feel like it. Dude, it sucks. <laughs> like, every episode well, I've seen is just trash. Well, then that'll give us something to talk about, though. Like, um, the one episode that was on the other night was, and I don't even know if anybody, has anybody seen Voyager besides Ben? Just like like a smattering of episodes. Okay, so this episode was, I guess, the 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 Vulcan, uh, the Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. <laughs> I guess somehow Tupac had somehow gained emotions, and he became friendly with the cook, or something weird like that. And then, like him and the cook were BFFs, and they were doing like goofy stuff together and being friends. But then. I guess Tupac was going to have some kind of surgery to remove his emotions or something. And he was all sad that he wouldn't get to do fun stuff with the cook anymore. And it was just real dumb. Like, I was like, like this, like, it sounds like they're going back to like the bullshit episodes that were in TNG. Yeah. I can't watch that anymore after I've seen this, after my yeah. eyes have witnessed you know, this. Conceptually, this I guess it makes sense that they're on this like 70 year mission to get back home. So <laughs> a lot of boring stuff is going to happen, but they don't have to show us all the boring stuff. Yeah. Like we get it. Ben, do you know what episode I'm referring to here? Well, no, see, I know there's the episode where uh, Tupac and Neelix, the uh, cook, uh, get combined together in the, uh, in, uh, in the transporter accident. Yeah, and then sucks. they're like, they're, they're called, uh, you know, like two, Tulix or Knee Pox or something. Two picks. <laughs> and, uh, so I, don't, I don't remember the one where <laughs> Tuvok is going to have surgery to remove all of his emotions. I don't know. It was just really. All right. So maybe that was it. I don't know, but it was just not enjoyable. Um, here it is. It's called Riddles. Uh, returning home the, to the USS Voyager, Neelix and Tuvok have been left in each other's company. While Tuvok tries to work quietly, Neelix tries to keep them both entertained, irritating the Vulcan. Eventually, yes, eventually Tuvik agrees to answer a riddle, which Neelix is blah, blah, blah. And then they encounter a cloaked alien downloading files from the computer core. Uh, they attempt to the frequency. Tuvok is subjected to a neuro uh, I can't pronounce that word some kind of blast from the cloaking alien they signal mayday Tuvok is taken to sick bay he's in a deep coma uh, Neelik undertakes the campaign to help him recover no one understands why Janway asks if he's going to be okay they send some guy to figure it out he was attacked by some alien race uh, but then like he gets emotions or whatever and then they're like BFFs and then he's all butthurt like why can't we be friends anymore? I don't understand. <laughs> and it's just real. Why important. can't we be friends? Why can't we be and friends? And like, it was, it was really corny and it made me mad and it made me more mad after watching this awesome episode of DS9 where I'm like, this shit is fucking amazing. Like, this is just dope as fuck. Yep. Star Trek think- really took off with this one. Yeah. I think after every episode of Voyager, we're going to have to like go back and watch DS9 just to like cleanse the palate. Yeah, you know? God, it just it just sounds so, yo, son, that shit's corny. <laughs> yo, that shit's corny. So anyway, let's talk about something that's awesome. So yeah, so they have a Romulan cloaking device on this ship, which is pretty badass because the, Ro- the Romulans also agree like, hey, man, like these dudes, they can fuck shit up for everybody. So we got to kind of work together, which is... Very cool. Yeah. 
You know, that's yeah, a bit. At the same time, they're like, it's a Federation ship. So if they get caught or whatever, then it looks like just the Federation was doing it. Yeah. So the Romulans still have some plausible deniability that they were, you know, one involved. Yep. But they're very persnickety about protecting, you know, their trade secrets. But the thing is, though, couldn't we just get those same secrets from the Klingons? It's oh, since the Klingons right? have cloaking devices? Yeah, because the Klingons have cloaking devices. Yeah, they were allies with the Klingons. Are the Romulan cloaking devices more powerful or something? Well, the Romulans invented cloaking devices. And okay. the Klingons got their cloaking devices during their alliance with the uh, Romulans. Well, see, I, I thought the issue wasn't like that the Federation didn't know how to make cloaking devices. It was like a more principled stance. Yes, which is stupid. Well, no, it, it is the, kind of the stupid. Treaty of, the Treaty of Algeron uh, the, restricts the uh, Federation it from... It was during... <laughs> a, after the Tomac uh, incident... Tomac? To, yes. Tomac incident. It's uh, kind of like a, a 23rd century, 24th century Pearl Harbor situation that led to a uh, brief uh, quasi-war there, and then there was uh, a treaty signed, and part of that treaty was that the Federation wouldn't research or develop closing technology. That's why the, uh, what do you call no, it? Section 31 is doing it, though. That's a well, really, yeah, that's... That's a really – I think Donald Trump, uh, space Donald Trump negotiated that Tweety. That's a really dumb treaty. Well, see, the thing is, though, is that it comes up in uh, Pegasus episode. Yeah, that's you right. Know, it does. Yeah. Because, you know, God dang, if we can't follow rules, it's like, hey, you agreed that you're not going to make a cloaking device. Had our fingers and crossed. So Federa- fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, the Federation is like, okay, we won't make a, a – a cloaking device. We'll make a cloaking device that goes through matter phasing. Yeah, a phase, a multi-phasic cloaking device because that's not technically a cloaking device, right? Yes, and it gets stuck in a rock, which was a very cool visual, if we all remember correctly. Yeah. Hey, Diesel. Did you just get run I off? Said, the- no, there was a board cube just kind of drove up my ass. <laughs> So, so yeah, so they have this cloaking device that the Romulans are kind of watching like hawks. And it's even cool that they were able to come together to do it because it just, it's a very cool way to show the, uh, uh, the seriousness of the situation. And that's facing the, yeah. enti- the entire universe at this moment because these, uh, what are they called? Jem Hadar or whatever. They bad. They badass dudes. Yeah. They're like the four horsemen well, we of outer space. We established how badass they were last episode, and then it's just, uh, you know, they're even more badass every time you see them. Yeah. Because now we know they're going to go and, like, get more weapons, get more dudes, and kick more ass. Yeah. So. Now more Jim, more Hadar. (laughs) And then this is where we meet Lieutenant Commander Michael Eddington. Um, He is the new Starfleet a security officer and Odo just gets his panties in a bunch about this guy. He's like, fuck this dude. And, uh, it's bad enough that they brought in a new security guy, but then this guy is also hitting on Kira. 
right off the bat, like he just comes on real strong, like yeah. kind of creepy, almost rapey, but it would be fun if yeah. he would have done that to everybody. If he was just a creep, <laughs> like I was waiting for him to just creep out. Oh, everybody. Julian. Hello. Hello, Julian. <laughs> My name is commander creepy pants. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. And he gives him the old little finger wave in the palm on the shake. <laughs> oh, hello wall. <laughs> Hello, uh, Cisco's son. I am Commander <laughs> Creepy. Nice to meet you. Oh, whoa. No Captain no. Stranger Danger. <laughs> you see him, he's like fondling all the chairs because he heard that Odo turns into chairs a lot. <laughs> mm. hey, is that you, Odo? Mm. Mm. Yeah, this dude's a total creep. I mean, like, right off the bat, just creep. Yeah. That's good that you don't like him. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, I mean, I kind of, fi- I mean, I don't have a good feeling, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he has a vibe about him. Yeah, well, because it's he's- weird that the Romulan is more likable than this guy. And I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you, the Romulan kind of turned me on because she was like, "I don't want to know any of your names," and my dick moved a little bit. I was like, "I like, I like that in a woman sometimes." <laughs> just don't say anything. Yeah, just don't lay there and take it. Yeah, just don't look at me. Just fuck me. And I'm like, "Whoa, this is awesome." <laughs> I'll be cloaked. <laughs> yeah, so she was. She. I'm not gonna lie to you. She. I like Romulan ladies. They be turning my. They be making my ding ding hard. Yeah, even with their Lego hair. <laughs> even with their Lego hair. That's part of the charm. So yeah, but so they're then, like Vulcan. Yeah, but they're real fiery though. They're like angry Vulcans. Yeah, like dominating these Vulcans. The Vulcan women are just like they're supposed to be emotionless, but they always have like resting bitch face. Yeah, they yeah, they just come off they just come off as kinda kinda bitch stuck up. Man. Yeah, that's the thing though, is that the uh, Romulan <laughs> women though, they will fuck you before they fuck you. So that that that's kind of a plus. It's almost it's it's like a, a, a more calm version of the Klingon. Because the Klingon will, will like break bones and leave bruises, but the Romulan She'll just emotionally scar you. Yeah, that's a good relationship. I will say, oh, those are the best kind. And I will say watching Enterprise that uh, T'Pol is her name. Is that her name? She got some big ass titties, Jack. Like those things are just, they're just enormous. And her waist is so tiny, but she's got these big ass titties. Like that's some some fine genetic engineering by the Vulcans. They made her from the Barbie mold. Yeah, like, all right, we're going to give you the biggest breasts imaginable and we're going to cinch your waist until you shit your pants. Uh, Which will help with your weight. (laughs) But the the weird part about the weird part about her though is um, out of the Vulcan makeup, not as attractive. Really, I think she looks. I think she looks better as a Vulcan. But see, I think that's because the Vulcans look so much like Romulans that maybe your Romulan fetish (laughs) is causing her to to move up the, the, the markings. You know what? Fair enough, Ben. And, Fair uh, enough. I like a girl I, with the, I like a, I like a girl with a mo haircut. What can I say? when did that when did that haircut become like? Because Savick didn't have that haircut. You know. Well, see, Savick though was uh, half Romulan and wasn't raised by Vulcans until later in life. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that was the backstory that was supposed to have been in uh, explored. Oh, so then it's after not uh, it's not canon, is what you're saying? It's not canon. Not canon. <laughs> but, uh, so then you're so wasting ev- of- then you're wasting everyone's time, Ben. 
<laughs> You're wasting was, all of our time. That was in the that was in the script. It was cut uh, about her, you know, her half Romulan heritage, and um, nope. wasn't on screen. Nope, not on, on screen. screen. Didn't happen, brah. But I'm just explaining why the hair was the way it was, um, and that no, that was the real world. Okay, well, yeah, I think you're full of shit, Ben. Yeah, well, you know what I think is you guys, it's really confusing me right now because from my perspective, I'm listening to an episode of Dork Trek and you guys are actually talking back to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like when I listen in the car, except, you know, you guys are responding to what I'm saying. So it's a little freaky. It's like the the fucking radio finally started talking back. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't take your anti-psychotic pills. There's nothing wrong. (laughs) It's like a Twilight Zone episode. This is going to end well for you. I got a feeling. Yeah, I'm going to pull over to this little uh, diner. <laughs> what could possibly happen? Start putting nickels in a, in a machine and start asking it questions. Yeah. Why can't this we leave? Exact... <laughs> Why can't I be on the next episode? <laughs> Should I dial in now? How about now? But the, Should so... I wait five more minutes? <laughs> what about ten more minutes? So um, Odo gets his panties all grumpy and he, re- and he quits. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit, <laughs> Commander Cisco. I don't, I don't want to be your dude anymore. You know, then, for a guy who has no internal organs, he is really a moody bitch. <laughs> I mean, he's – I mean, they told – I mean, it's got to be tough to get fired from a job that you really enjoy. He I mean, get fired. I mean, he got kind of demoted, and Odo mm-hmm. doesn't like authority. Like, I think that's – Odo's like an old punk rock dude. Like, he, like, listens to, like, bad brains and shit, and, like, <laughs> he thinks he's better than you. No and, wonder like, I like Odo. Yeah, and he, like, he likes punk rock music and stuff, but, like, he's not going to go to Warp Tour because that's, like, corporate stuff. And, like, he thinks Rollins sold out and all that shit. Like, but he's still into, like, Ian Mackay and shit. Like, he loves Fugazi and stuff, and – He's just an old punk rocker, dude. And, like, he's into it. It's like, you know what, man? Fuck you. I quit. And so he quits. And you're like, wow, that was unexpected. But kind of in character for Odo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because he's a, he's a punk. He's a punk rocker. And then the whole crew is going to go on this ship. And they need cork for some reason, which I think is really great. I didn't understand that one at all. Like, that was kind of a flimsy way to get Quark into the episode, but I don't care that much because I like Quark. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, because I understood, like, with the, the whole wine thing and he was dealing with the with those cats before. It's so, like, hey, but you... wasn't it a different race that he was dealing with before? Yeah, but they at least have some kind of dealings with the Dominion, so it's kind of like... Tula Berry wine. Yeah, the, the wine business, you understand. So... It, it's kind of a stretch, a little bit of a reach. But like Jenny said, I'm happy that Quark is there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how Cisco made him kiss the head. Yeah, that's right. Kiss the cane. Kiss it. Kiss it. Yeah. Kiss it. <laughs> he went all Jesse Jackson on him. Kiss Come it. On. Kiss it. Kiss, kiss it. <laughs> yes, that's it, you whore. The Grand Vegas. My wife, <laughs> when they said the Grand Nagus, my wife was like, what did he say? It's <laughs> like, it's not, it's not what you're thinking, Stephanie. She's like, why is it so close? And I said, I don't know, Stephanie. That's right. Kiss it. 
fuck is it? Look how big this wand is. My biggest. You know who it belongs to. My biggest diggus. Yes. Kiss it. Now, when he kisses it, where does he kiss it? I mean, is it like on, on the nose or on the ear? I mean, I couldn't really tell. No, he's got a deep throat. Is there, is there some <laughs> symbolic, uh, you know, like you're, you you kiss the, the lobes of the uh, Grand Nagus's, uh staff? No, you got to deep throat it. Mm-hmm. You got to kiss it with your tonsils. You got to swallow it whole. Until, just... like, some tears start coming out. Yeah, and then you start, like, kind of... <laughs> Like that, and then they kind of like keep, almost throw up on it. Yeah, and then you just keep shoving it in further and further, and then you just cough more and more, and then like tears start to well up in your eyes, and then like you get really into it, you just keep fucking sticking it down, and it's a death feast. I mean, what? What I, happened? What happened? I, I, <laughs> what, where I, am I? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the cane is really Odo, and then they start fucking three-way kissing and stuff like that. And he's like, I shape-shifted into this cane, and you had me in your mouth. And then they start fucking three-way tongue kissing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't that, see this episode. I must no, no, no. That's why it's so good. That's why it's so good. You know Odo's done something like that before. Oh, yeah, totally. I would. I mean, Ins- nothing. Had somebody insert him into somebody else's mouth? Or, or <laughs> well, no, I mean, he- cavity. Look, I'm thinking at some point he got bored and he was like Kira's uh, massage wand. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her shower, her shower head. Yes. <laughs> Sonic shower head. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. Only your barber knows for sure. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I'm, At least you I'm, I'm just cold and lonely in, in this distant uh, nebula. So dark here. So uh, Cork goes along. Yeah, so Cork goes along, and uh, after everyone, I was hoping we all be quiet so Ben this. would question whether he got disconnected or not. <laughs> So well, I mean, after everyone, after after everyone nuts and cleans up, um, then then he agrees to come along. He's like, "Yeah, I'll come along." Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's I more just, that. Yeah, you seal the deal. Yeah, there's come. gonna be there's gonna be more Odo in my mouth and three way kiss and between a black a hot black dude, a hot Ferengi, and a shapeshifter. I'm totally in. Because I mean, Odo can literally be anything uh, they want him to be. So like. Yeah, be a uh, shapeshifter, Frankie, and a black guy walk into a bar. <laughs> into a gay bar. <laughs> yeah. well, here's the thing, though. When, when you watch that episode, don't we all become shapeshifters in a fashion? Yes, yes, we do. Yes, you're exactly right, Ben. <laughs> what is even going on? <laughs> it's also gay in here. It's awesome. We're talking about going to gay bars with Cisco. Yes, they're all gonna start doing the fucking tango. When I was a kid, I didn't know why that was funny. I just thought, hey, look, two guys are dancing together. That's fun. 
But then like, as like, when I got older, I was like, Oh, they're all homosexuals. Why is that funny? Like they just, they're just being gay dudes. Well, they're not just homosexuals. It's, it's a leather bar. Yeah. Which is also cool. It's, just, it's, it's the coolest of the gay bars. <laughs> they're, they're all dressed like, uh, you know, 50, uh, Marlon Brando. Or uh, what's the guy from uh, the, uh, the South Park? Yes, like Mr. Slave. Mr. Slave. Yeah. Mr. Slave. Yeah, there's a few guys dressed like that there. I don't know. Personally, I see Cisco more as like the uh, Carmen Miranda fruit hat wearing uh, kind of cross dresser. Huh, okay. Like he's, he's more you know the me? floral patterns. All right. Pageant queen. Yep. <laughs> like more yeah, like. Scared. More Tu Wong Fu style? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, now, Wesley Snipes and Tu Wong Fu. No, 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 no. That, that was... Oh. No. <laughs> Too arousing? No, yes. that was John Leguizamo. Ben's on anyway, um, John, John Leguizamo was a little too arousing. <laughs> Ben's on a lonely road. He can just be like, oh, man, I lost connection and just start beating it. <laughs> he might be doing <laughs> that already. I was going to say, who's got a loose connection? This is a camera-free episode, right? Well, I, I, you know, I was I was born in the South Carolina nebula, so uh, I know that you got to be careful in the northern parts of that nebula. <laughs> if you're just going to beat off in the woods, some hunters might join you. <laughs> you sound like you're speaking from experience. No, no. I just heard heard tell on the sure. riverboat one day. I was a man could go out into a country road and masturbate <laughs> freezing. But now with the advent of closed sucking TVs and televisions on every police car, a man can't get more than three strokes in before Johnny Law comes along with his baton of doom and tells you, put that away, Mr. Twain. You can't be smacking your willy out in the woods anymore. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but uh, Mark Twain on the phone is just even more delightful. Yes, I mean, Mark Twain Twain anywhere is great. I was at Kroger today, and I was putting my groceries in my car, and the grocery store was empty. I mean, there was nobody there. The parking lot was deserted. It was for, uh, you know, Wednesday afternoon at the Kroger, not very busy. This dude came up to me and asked me for my cart, and he looked like fucking Mark Twain. And for a minute, I thought I was on Time's Arrow. I was like, what the fuck? Like, do you have Data's head too, did bro? See, did you see Gaiman with it? <laughs> it was so weird. And I was wearing my Star Trek shirt, and he was all Mark Twain. He had, like, this big, crazy head of white hair and, like, this this white mustache. And I was like, that's fucking Mark Twain. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And so, yeah, so I just, anytime you can get Mark Twain, wherever you can get him, it's fun. You know, that's time, a, time was uh, you could find a caught at Kroger, but in these difficult times, you need to ask a friend. Since the caught shortage of 18 and 97, <laughs> when the president signed into a law that forbade the transport of carriages and trolleys <laughs> from foreign countries. <laughs> You could go to the riverboats, see stacks and stacks of these little loblolly trolleys. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Mark Twain calls into the local sports radio show. <laughs> now, now, time was the Patriots might be the, the unbeatable 
uh, magnanimous uh, monolith of victory, but I would say my St. Louis team might have a chance this year. <laughs> Do you think he would be a St. Louis fan? Uh, Mark Twain, the Cardinals. Yeah, he's, from, he's from Missouri originally, isn't he? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see why not. I'd feel bad for him, though, if he was. Why the, the Cardinals? The Cardinals are one of the premier organizations in baseball. They had been for it would a have long been the Browns time. back then, though, right? Oh uh, yeah. no! Well, the, the Cardinals were Browns? they had two teams. They had the Browns and the Cardinals, and then the Browns left eventually. Um, yeah, I just think he would be a, uh, a San Francisco fan. You think? He, well, the like, Giants—they didn't, they didn't have. They weren't around then. Back. They were still in New York. They didn't get to. Um, they didn't get to until uh, like fifty six or fifty seven. I think. I think fifty eight. Yeah. There wasn't much of anything in nineteen twelve. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking we're pretty safe with it. You know, just uh, Jack London and some strangers. Yeah, uh, South American. Uh. Now, this is a South American man is mighty pale. I think he's a Frenchman myself, but I asked him <laughs> about his tongue skills, and he showed a little productivity. With a odds of tug in my way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Cardinals were around in 1892, so Mark Twain may have been a Cardinals fan. That's, nice. that's horrifying. Yeah. Why couldn't he be a Cubs fan? It's, it, I've lost a lot of respect for the man. Well, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I can have Twain as part of my repertoire anymore. Established so in, a, in 1882, they were around. Time was I'd sit there and watch those lovable lumps build out on the diamond. They'd be batting around the ball a little bit, and I'd be batting around my balls a little bit. And then Johnny Law comes up and says, Mr. Twain, you can't be doing that. Even his sports diamond. I'm guessing Mark Twain wasn't a baseball fan because he really didn't write about it very much. Hey, maybe not. He no. probably didn't appreciate the game. And it was pretty, it was, by the time he was, you know, before he died, it was pretty big. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty well established. Yipper dipper. And the, the Cincinnati Reds were the first professional baseball team founded in 1866. Oh, look at them being all special fied and acting up. Mm-hmm. The Red, but the thing Tom is, who, was. Tom, Tom was... Now, boys, didn't interrupt a man talking like Mark Twain. Let him I'm so, go oh on God. and on. Just carry on like he owned the whole place. Forget about all them, them Klingons and them Jim haters and all such as that. All right, all right, Mark Twain, settle down. <laughs> I haven't had a, I haven't had a cop since lunch, and I'm driving all through this nebula looking for any kind of sustenance. Well, um, it's going to be hard to find. Are you on 95? Yeah. Okay, so it might be a little easier, but, like, yeah, if you're on some bullshit back. Have you already gone through Space Florence? Uh, I've I've gone through the the North Carolina Nebula, and that was the one where they had me on all the little back roads that kind of delayed my uh, advancement. I think he's lost. That's what he's trying to say. Yes, I am on an interstate highway, thanks to Mr. Eisenhower. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Mr. Twain, can we get back to the episode, please? Yeah. We haven't even gotten into the gamma quotient yet. 
No, we haven't <laughs> gotten yeah. to the game. We haven't gotten to the game of quadrant right. yet. But I, I'll, I'll behave. No, you're fine. I'm fine. I don't mind at all. You're having a good. You're having a good time, and we like having you here. It's like you called into a radio show. It's a lot of fun. On the phone, we have, on the phone with us today is Mark Twain. Who's yeah, it's also, open phones. Mark Twain. We've got Mark open, Twain online too. Open phones on DS9. So yeah. So uh, on on Dork Trek. So then yeah. So we go into the actual Gamma Quadrant. Now this I don't understand um, with the ship. Why not cloak yeah. first, then go into the hole? Why? Why wait till you get well, over to that side? That doesn't seem to make sense to me. It's, I mean, the the wormhole gets kind of persnickety about stuff that goes through it with different energy fields. Uh-huh. And so it might be one of those things where you just didn't want to risk the uh, radiation coming off of the, the cloak device triggering some weird effect in the... Uh, in the uh, wormhole. And like, now, if... Oh, the, go, ahead, uh, go, go ahead, Dennis. I'm sorry. The wormhole, though, because if I understood it correctly, uh, the, don't the profits kind of control the flow through the wormhole to some extent? We, well, to it's some more extent, than just like the, a scientific phenomenon in space. It's actually like uh, controlled by a sentient force. I, I think it's... No, it, it, it's, uh, it's a, a force of nature. They they stabilize it, but the fact that you know you trigger the wormhole with neutrinos and such, and the, you get that buildup. It, it, it's something that you do independent of the profits. Okay, now let me ask you this but question they, though: like at the end of last week's ep- at the end of last week's episode, um, the woman uh, who they brought aboard DS Nine uh, uh, phased out. She just disappeared. Um, and yeah. they had, there was no ship where she phased to. They couldn't track her where she went. So, I mean, was she on a cloak device that went through the wormhole or did she just fucking zoom out of the hole? Who fucking knows? Like they didn't. So that's the one yeah. reason. She's why- still on the station. <laughs> he smokes. Yeah, she, she's sitting right behind me in the car. <laughs> she, she's the new Argyle. She's okay. living in the Jefferson two. Okay, all right. The DS9. Yeah, because that's why I was curious about it, because the the Jem Hadar seemed to have no problem moving in and out in, I guess, secret or kind of, uh, uh, I guess, camouflaged. So I was curious why uh, we couldn't do the same thing. And it does. And it seems very risky if like they're like, hey, don't come through this fucking wormhole or we're going to kick your ass. Like, why don't they have a ship waiting on the other end of the wormhole just to blow shit up as soon as it comes out? Well, see, at the same time, though, the wormhole opens, and it was like, oh, nothing came out again. That damn thing's been opening and closing all day. I don't know. <laughs> Good well, it has been two months, so that's a long time to wait on the other side of the wormhole, I guess. Well, I like how Bob called it last week. Or was it Bob or was it you, Dennis? That uh, when, you know, we was talking about, you know, oh, you know the, the war starts, the first battle will be here, and I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked and, about and, that. And that, right that the that's, that's what he did. Yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'm taking my son. I thought, I thought it, we're leaving. Well, I thought it was kind of stupid, though. It's like, hey, there may be a war and everything in this area be destroyed. Let me bring these valuable artifacts that I've kept in storage with me now. Yes. Yeah. See you guys I later. We'll be comfortable when you die. Yeah, right? You might as well, yeah, you might as well be home when you're dead. 
But then, you know, what was it? Uh, Kira going to Odo in this episode. It's like, oh, you know, they really still like you on Bajor. And they want you to be our representative. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, right call, they didn't call her up. And well, he even he them. calls her bullshit on that one. He's like, "Yeah, shut up." And like, "Wow, okay, you're not being very nice at all." Like, this He's is like, "Don't you remember? I have video cameras in every single room of the station. <laughs> I was in that room. I was your, I was your chair when you made that call, bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You lie, you lie. But yeah, he's not being very nice. He's being very salty. He's taking all this very personally, which I understand. He's a bitch. Yeah, but I mean, and you know, um, uh, when Kira goes to Cisco and is like, "How could you do this to him?" And he's like, "Well, he kind of did it to himself because he's kind of a dick sometimes." They're not not necessarily wrong. He is kind of a dick, and he's not. Starfleet. He doesn't really kind of, he does things the way he wants to do them, and that's not going to get you very far in an organization like Starfleet. Let's consider he's, during the past two years, right, that he's been the chief under Federation control of the station, there's been an assassination attempt. Yes. There's been a a takeover and a, a trill theft. Yeah, well, they know, meant, like a lot of shit has gone on here. They yeah, mention well, all this stuff, check. and then Odo's just like, "Well, if you would have let me fucking dominate everybody like I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. them all in, by yeah, thrown them all in jail and killed their faces, I would have been able to do everything I wanted. But you guys and your fucking stupid rules, excuses, yeah, excuses. So F1, kill the Taylor. I just want to kill everybody, and you guys are being total assholes." <laughs> Well, I just want to kill anybody. Why won't you let me jail people who don't like me? What the fuck is going on here? What is this warrant you speak of? <laughs> yeah, I do what, what? I can turn myself into a warrant if that's enough for you. I can turn myself into a member of the bad warrant, perhaps, if that <laughs> would so get your goat. But you guys are a bunch of dicks. Just let me dominate with an iron fist. I I just love how Odo is like a dictator. Like that's then he's just like you guys are fucking up my dictator stuff. So fuck Mm -hmm. off. Yeah, I mean he doesn't want to be a dictator. He just wants to control the people so the dictator can do their job. Just I don't want to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good, man. You're good. It's ruined now. I I I I fought it. I'm sorry. I misspoke. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be the Fuhrer. He wants to run the SS. Basically. <laughs> is this because he's just used to being with the Cardassians, or is he, they just got along well because he is a dick, and they hired him because he's a dick? Probably mm-hmm. a little bit of both. Yeah, and he has a very strict sense of justice. I mean, you tell him what the rules are, and he's going to enforce the hell out of those rules. Yes. Those rules will be, you know, he's strict AF, but he gets stuff done. Yes. He's angry, and angry gets shit done. Which works sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then he, I guess he eventually decides he's going to come along, right? right? Yes, he does decide to come along. He's like, all right, fine, I'll come. Yeah, they're about to like pull out, and he's in the airlock, like right before they open the door. Yeah, like he didn't call or anything. He's just space. standing there. Let me in. I'm glad somebody noticed. 
I mean, is that kind of passive aggressive though? You go stand there in the airlock all mopey and it's like, what? But do you, do you want to come? Is this? Are you, well, if you want me to go, I guess. I mean, if you go, kicking rocks. Okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I guess I'll come. I mean, we already told you you can't come. So are you? I mean, well, no. I mean, if you don't want me to go, I don't want to go. But I'll just. Well, we can't open the airlock until you get out of the fucking airlock. I mean, so either look. Don't keep the door open. Come in, go out. I'm not sitting here to pay to air condition space, all right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I won't come. I mean, I, it's just going to be weird now, and I don't think it's, yeah, I'm just going to, I'll just stay here. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. You, it's fine. It's fine. You no, stand no, it's there fine. With your fucking, no, you stand there with your bucket like an asshole. Get, get the ship. It's, a, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, now, do were you think- walking down to the curb to... to Take out the trash. You got your little office trash can there. You just gonna walk it down the curb. What, what are you doing? This is my bed. I'm 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 gonna sleep in this bucket. I don't want you to look at me sleep in this bucket. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me. He got really uh, up in workspace on that one. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, we only let one person see it before, right? Uh, yeah. What's her face? Yeah. He's basically and naked. Walks yeah. on it. And Waxana held him in her dress and then put him in her, her vagina. So at least then it was erotic. Like, he doesn't want, uh, uh, Odo doesn't want Quark sticking him in his anus. Like a semi solid dildo. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, no, he, he, he'd hold him in his ears. Yeah. And his massive lobes. He, he'd his, let him swim around the lobes. In there his erogenous zone. Mm. Everybody just starts taking advantage of Odo when he's in his non-solid <laughs> state. I want him to go on my butt. What the fuck? <laughs> just go it's, it's, stick your dick in a bucket. It's kind of a bucket. <laughs> is, is Odo conscious during when he's in his liquid form? I don't know. How long does yeah. he have to stay that way? Well, he, I know he's conscious though. So, like, he's aware of his surroundings. So, but. if you went over to Odo's bucket and like dipped your balls in it, you'd hear like, <laughs> "No, stop, stop doing your dick!" I seriously fucking because he he can't form anything. Yeah, he's. He has to regenerate, right? What the fuck, Julian? He just has you, to take it. You think anybody ever gets drunk and pees in the bucket? Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yes. So Odo's like 25% pee, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's just because Space Otis comes stumbling into the constable's office every Friday night, drunk. He pisses in the bucket, and then he gets in the cell, hugs himself up. Yeah, I would definitely make sure I put a lid on that thing before anybody... You know, that would be the first thing. I'd be like, yeah, we need a, we need a lid. He like uh, tapes a lid to his feet. So when he goes in there, <laughs> he closes it on top Bloop. of Lid. <laughs> lid. Yes, that's the sound a lid makes when it closes. <laughs> lid. Lid. <laughs> Lid. So yeah. Lid. So where are we here? So uh, they find they they talk to the dude, the wine merchant, and he doesn't want to help him because he's like, "Hey man, if I talk to you, the Jemadar's gonna kill me." Like, it's a valid why? concern. Eh. It's no amount of money that's gonna change my mind. You know what? No. Nope. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. No snitching. 
I mean, yeah, well, everybody does what the uh, founders say, and if you don't, they send the Jim Hadar, and then you're all dead. Yeah, but then Cisco's like, all right, well, what if we just stop the shipments to you, and then you stop making money, and then you can't pay your protection fees to the Jim Hadar? Then what do you think is going to happen? Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, man, I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably send the Jim Hadar to uh, see what's going on. To collect. Then they'll kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. Which is a really good point. So I guess you're right. Yeah. Either so way, he, we're dead. Yes. So he tells them where they beam their communications to, which is really weird. It's like, oh, we just point yeah. the satellite over there and just talk to them. And then as soon as they see the map, Odo starts getting all weird. He's like, oh, yeah. cool. What's that? What's that thing over there? Omarion Nebula. The Omarion Nebula. Isn't Omarion a rapper or something? Yes. Or like a, yeah. I'm not. Omarion Nebula. Yeah. It looks like a space vagina nebula. That's why he's touching to himself. Yes. Why all of us touch ourselves, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. The space uh, vagina. Mm. I will float in space holding my face cock that I have manipulated into a shape like out of silly putty because I am Odo. Yes. That was the weirdest Odo impersonation. Yes. I'm sorry. Wait, why? Odo, I must go to this nebula in my butthole. What the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, so they go to the neb. Um, <clears throat> where are we here? Uh, the nebula happens. Well, they uh, they go to that communications relay yeah. planet, and it's not well, guarded. Well, on the way there, the... Uh... The, uh, they've run across the Jim Hadar on the way. Yes, that was really oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That was very much like, whoa, dude. Very compelling television. Very well done. Yeah. yeah it was like uh, Hunt for Red October. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Can they, hear, can they hear us? Are we running silent? It was really good because, like, they were in they were in warp and they were at warp seven. Then all of a sudden, the two sh- the two Jam Hadar ships came by, and then every everybody's butthole got real tight. And like, oh man, they're gonna see us! They're gonna see us! They're gonna see us! They're gonna see us! And then all of a sudden, they changed courses, and everybody's buttholes got real tight because <laughs> they didn't know. And even though Romulan chick was like, "Fuck, I don't know. Let's drop out of warp and stop because the signatures are so different." Well, they even had to turn off the main power, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And then Cisco was like, is this going to work, Romulan chick? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> so this Look, is I'm fun. hoping as much as you do. <laughs> yeah. It would have worked until Quark decided to put his popcorn in the microwave. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, at this point, Quark's gone. He splits. He's like, yeah, I don't need to be oh, here yeah, anymore. Right. He so he plan. left. He chumped out on him, which is cool, man. I mean, Quark is like, I did my part. Let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So um, I read the script. I know what's going to happen. So like, <laughs> so the two ships are just kind of sitting there staring at him, and then they fly away. So apparently everything's good, right? And everybody's butthole yeah. kind of releases a little bit, and uh, and it was but you know they had to know what was up though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But as a viewer, I was. I this was the most compelled I've been. Yeah, I've been watching. Yeah, this is probably the most kind of. Uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Compelling, suspenseful trek I've seen in a long time. It was really cool. 
mm-hmm. edge of your seat. Yes. Edge of my Odo seat. Mmm, Odo seat. And I like the fact that Cisco, like, they ask him if he wanted to change course. He's like, no, let's just see what happens. Yeah. We're going to figure it out eventually. Like, we might as well figure it out now. Yeah, I thought that was pretty ballsy. I'm coming for you, Jennifer. I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) I miss my dead wife. I want to be dead with her. (laughs) I shall take you all with me as an offering. Then the show just got really dark. Really dark. Oh, he did, because they had to cut main power. <laughs> Everybody realizes why Cisco always wears long sleeves. He's got all the, the cuts on his... He's Damn. very sad. He's very sad. God damn, Cisco. Yeah, Every day sad. I put a face from my mouth. <laughs> Will today be the day that I pull the trigger? What the fuck, Cisco? <laughs> no wonder why you ain't Captain, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they keep redlining him. Like, yeah, you're, 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 not this you're, year. Not this year, buddy. You're a crazy person. <laughs> Can't pass the psych eval. One bona fide crazy person. But the episode just gets better from here because they finally get to the, I guess, the radio planet and they send down Dax and Yaman's and them, <clears throat> O'Brien, and they're doing their thing and they're figuring stuff out. And even Dax, like O'Brien cracks the system really quickly and even Dax is like, oh, that happened too fast. And then all of a sudden two ships show up. And yeah, all the doors close on the facility there. Yep. Locking and then, it in. Then and all of a sudden the Romulan lady's like of- Yep. The Romulan lady's like, fuck him, just leave him. And then Julian's like, No, you can't no. do that. You can't leave him. And then Cisco's like, Yeah, fuck <laughs> Watch it. me, bitch. Let's just leave him. And and for Trek, for Star Trek, that's like, oh shit, like nothing like that ever happens. Like that's yeah. That's his closest friend in the world on, down on the planet. Yes. Too. Like, that is his. <laughs> I mean, they, Sorry, old man. You've lived a long time. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's the two people that uh, that uh, Julian wants to bang the most, and you're yeah. leaving them behind. Fuck them. Yeah. He's like, hey, well, man, I've been grooming these guys for, for two years. Yeah. <laughs> years wasted. And he just leaves them. He just leaves them. Like, he's like, yeah, dude, whatever, man. We got to get out of here. So, they do. Mm-hmm. But they don't get far. Bye. Good luck, guys. Yeah, like later, Gator. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, Picard never would have done that. Like, oh, he no. would have sent an away team to go rescue them, you know. To separate the saucer or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There definitely would have been a saucer separation. Totally. Yeah. But, Somebody yeah. Would surrender. And it's like, and again... Is this the new Trek? Like, are we talking like we're leaving people? And like, I mean, because you're exact. I mean, I can't think of any situation anywhere where they would just be like, yeah, just fucking leave them. Well, Jellico left uh, Picard when, uh, you know, the whole Four Lights thing. True. Yeah, but we're talking about like, but I mean, this is a captain leaving two valuable members of his crew just on their own. But you've got to, I mean, if you're a good captain, you've got to consider, you know, what's the worth of those two people against the lives of everybody on the ship. Yeah. That's a hard decision you have to make. So are you saying this is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? You could put it like that, I guess, if you want to be cliche, but yeah. You know? 
or was, it's was lame. Sister- I, I've never really heard that. But. Well, well, I, I think of like it's something Picard. I picked. It's something I picked up along the way. I'm not really sure where I heard it. I, I think like how Ben was all passive aggressive about it. Like, if you want to be cliche about it, I think it was. Well, I got what he was going for. Uh, I want to say I heard it in one of the Star Wars movies, or I think it was in Battlestar Galactica. I'm not really sure oh, which yeah, one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, like the, the, uh, the original Battlestar. Chewbacca uh, went to Commodore and Dama. On yeah, Battlestar and she was talking to Sp- and she and she was talking to Man Starbuck, and Chewbacca was like, yeah. "The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few." And Starbuck was like, "What are you talking about? This is the Planet of the Apes movie." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And <laughs> I then, thought this was like a communist manifesto or something. <laughs> why is uh, why is Charlton Heston here? <laughs> and then the robot came in and said, "Danger, David Robinson." <laughs> David Robinson. Yeah, the admiral was there. That's crazy, son. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when um, when Jack Crusher died, yes, Picard basically had to make the decision to let him die, right? Yes, but he was really trying to push up on Beverly. Yes, Uh so it doesn't count. Cisco by letting O'Brien basically leave him to to the fates. Is he trying to push up on Keiko? That's a good question. Mm. I think we we established this in another episode that they were like I guess they were flirting with each other or they may they may they're probably banging. Let's just be honest. He got he got it in, bro. Yeah. yeah. All right. And made O'Brien watch. <laughs> he just sat in the corner crying and jerking yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a Superman outfit. <laughs> Is he fucking so good? I had a dollar for every time I sat in the corner and jerked off with my own tears. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty hot. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm really turned on right now. But anyway, we gotta wrap this up because I gotta Keep go. Crying, uh, smiley. I gotta Keep go. Crying. I gotta go beat the old meat. But yeah, so um, so they leave him there and they fly away. But like Ben said, they don't get very far because all of a sudden there's like a thousand Jemadar ships and they just start kicking everybody's ass. Um, but for the Defiance, uh, I mean, I guess for the Defiance mantle, it holds up pretty well and takes some shots and takes one of the ships out. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the firepower on Defiant was, you know, it's good to see it for the first time. And, yeah. You know, to see I how mean, powerful this little thing is. I mean, because I'm sure the sh- I'm sure the ship that got blown up had some. I'm sure it was shielded to, to some extent. It was probably had its shields up, but I mean, just like four shots, just boom, 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 and that thing was gone. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. But they didn't really have a lot of chance to do much <laughs> else because then they were boarded by the by the Jem'Hadar. Now, was there, were they able to board the ship because of their awesome technology or was it because of the, well, shields, the shields were down? Shields went down. Okay. That's, yeah. that's one thing that well, I was trying to... Of course they can beam through shields, though. That's Our true, shields too. don't do shit against them. Yeah. They can shoot through them. They can beam through them. They can so, jerk off through them. It's just, what? It's, it's, wait. No. I'm, I'm at a rest stop. I'm distracted. Sorry. <laughs> Are you jerking off right now? I hope so. Are He's you jerking to off the truck driver. I, I, that's why I had to pull off the road. There's this uh, board cruiser that uh, was kind of eyeballing me. Everybody's jerking off, dude. That's the thing right now. Everybody is. Don't make eye contact. The lot lizards are just there. It's like geckos out here. It's horrifying. 
<laughs> Wasn't that in uh, um, something about the... Mary? It was in a yeah, yeah, state yeah, in South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Where <laughs> picked up okay, I'm one. getting back on the road. You've made this very awkward <laughs> for me now. Oh, I think you what made you it awkward. Awful... Yeah, I think you made it awkward when you pulled your dick out, Ben. Let's be honest. <laughs> And well, I've like, been out this whole time. Hey, who's who's ready to party? <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to party or what? Yeah, let's party. Got my dick out. <laughs> Got my natty life. What? Don't act like. Come on. That's what happened. What? No, don't be. No, come on. Don't be a prude. You knew you won it. Got go, my di- got my you, dick out. Why y'all go? Why you go treat me like this? Got my dick out. Hey, who wants their dick out? I got my dick out. Boy, oy, 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 hey, did y'all did, did y'all ever play that game in in, in school? One, two, three, dick out. Anybody? <laughs> One, two, is three. That just, is that just me? Mike Tyson's dick out? Did you ever play that too? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pull my dick out. But yeah, so um, so yeah, so they get blowed up and all kinds of shit happens. And Odo tries is he just wants to leave everybody. Yeah, everybody's leaving everybody in this. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> just like fuck them. This is every, this is everybody for themselves at this point. Yeah, but Odo does manage to escape because Kira gets blasted, and the next thing you know, Kira wakes up and she's got Odo's dick in her mouth, and she's like, "What the fuck?" No, that didn't happen. again. No, that was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Sheep, 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 sheep. Ship, 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 ship. Well, why don't you hang up and then get found? No, no, no. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, I was. I see a stop sign. We're good. Never mind. Okay. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's okay. I just there, was this, there, was this, there was this weird uh, nebula distortion in the. Uh, as I came out of the North Nebula, it was all lit up and, and there was like these strange lights. And uh, Pedro ne- was motioning to what, me. What you're saying is there's a lot of nebulas around. Yeah, nebulas. Like, you know, it's only it's only 12 miles to the next nebula. It's only 13 miles. Oh, the nebula is here, Senor. And I'm like, whoa, dude, racist punch. And he's like, uh, no, oh, yeah, it's right here. You're okay. I have I for, I totally south of the nebula. South of the border. South of the nebula. South of the nebula. <laughs> South of the nebula. But yeah, so um, so Odo's just flying to this fucking nebula, and they're like, and and she brings it up like, you could have just brought me home, dummy. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No. I got I to go to this place. I'm drawn to it for some reason. As long as I stay outside the 12-mile uh, international limit there, yeah, I, yeah. And, I we get, back. and we get there, and we find out that everybody there is – they just live in some pool of shapeshifting. Pool yeah. of Odo. Yeah. It's a, it's a pool it's like of Odo. Shapeshifter orgy going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the ultimate key party. Yeah. <laughs> and they all come out and they all look like Odo, which I find strange because why? Why do they Disappointing. all. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Odo looks like Odo because Odo thinks that's what humanoids look like. So that's what he should look like to fit into a humanoid society. Why do all of the other shapeshifters look like Odo? Because they're copying him? That's the only thing I could think. Yeah, like, I didn't get that. Like, Well, I never really understood why Odo can perfectly imitate, like, a rat or a chair. A hot rat. Yeah. 
<laughs> but he can't imitate a human face. Or a ha- or hair. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and me neither. I don't get it. But I just thought it was strange. Like, that was the one part of the episode I wasn't into. And I know that's real nitpicky. And I'm sure there's a reason for it. And somebody will be like, well, because that's what they saw Odo as. So he could accept it. Blah, 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 blah. But, but I mean, man. I, I, yeah, I don't, nah. That's yeah. Fine. I mean, maybe it's something that we're going to find out later. Is that possible? What would have been cool as like a, a development for Odo is if they could form like facsimiles of humanoids, like they could look like humans or, you know, Jemadar or whatever, like they could, they could imitate them perfectly. Yeah. And then it's something that Odo learns over time through the rest of the seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. To where by the end he looks more like a real person. Yeah, that would I be just cool. wanted to be a real boy. Yeah. So that was, that I was... think that we we find Odo's home world, but you know all this other shit's falling apart. It's like your it's... whole life is going to shit. But hey, at least you found your home world. Yeah, it's really great, and this and it, it just ends. Yeah. Yeah. What a great. Or there's episode. another. Part one. Boom. Yes. But again, though, but what a great part one. Like, wow, man. Like, and, yeah. and we talked about this earlier, Ben, before you hopped on board. Like, is this the new norm for Trek at this point? Like, instead of, instead of stupid data dream videos, is data a man episodes? Is it just going to be like, hey, we're going to go fight the Dominion? There's some really good episodes that, I mean, and Dennis, you, you watched a lot of this back in the day. I mean, a lot of this, and I've, I've talked about this on other shows, um, my attitude toward Deep Space Nine changed a lot after I did time in the military and after I uh, you know, was a father. It, it, your perspective on it really changes on a lot of the stuff that uh, Cisco does, that O'Brien, like, it, it's just, there's some very powerful episodes. And then just, you know, for how America changed after 9-11, I mean, I hate to, to wave the flag and stuff, but some of the shit that we've dealt with so much, the Dominion War starts making them, you know, deal with uh, a lot of the same issues before we ever knew they were coming. I can see that. That makes sense. So, it's, you've got, what, four more years of just, unbelievable star trek man it's really good man like i was really impressed with this episode and like i'm just wow it was really good mm-hmm. yeah well i think last week you know dennis said he, you know you didn't want to like get in the habit of giving out nine and you know keep those for like special episodes and then i was talking to jenny and, and i think she said something similar right uh, mm-hmm. you were uh saying yeah, that, I- you know I almost felt like last week wasn't worth the nine after seeing this one because this one's so much better. But last week was good too, so yeah, we're just gonna be handing out nines for a while, I guess. Yes, yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, you gotta readjust. You know, you gotta rescale your nines now, and it's like, ah, now. I mean, that was the thing is like after you watch the entire series episodes that you rated really highly, you're like, oh, well, that was actually seven in comparison to season. Six, and that was, you know, it, it, it's it's tough to, to for me sometimes where I try to like judge it based on okay up until this point, how does this episode rate? Yeah, because I think like with TNG, we had 
most of us had seen most of TNG yeah. by the time we were doing yeah. the episodes and stuff. So we had, you know, we understood kind of where the high points were and where the low points were. So we could give more accurate ratings, I guess, than like yeah. the DS9 because we don't know for the most part. Yeah. We have no idea how good it could be or how bad it could be. Yeah. yeah. And I will say like, um, it's just really great. Like it's, I don't like. I don't want to go throwing nines all over the place, but man, that was a really damn good episode. Yeah, and see, my thing is, I like. I was talking to Jenny off there. Um, I think of the last episode, this episode, and the next episode almost as like a, a unit that you have to watch together and collectively. It is like one of the strongest nines I could give. Okay. So this this wow. is almost like a piece of nine. Okay. And you know, you know, so I I want to I want to give this week's a nine also, but just with the understanding that I put it as like, you know, these three episodes are what throw to the nine. You know, okay. it's like a unit nine. All right. And spoilers, I'm going to give next week's probably a nine also. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to give this episode a nine. I have no problem with it. I think it was great. Like I was, yeah. it, it was compelling. It was fun. It was. Uh, it, it was jam packed full of fun shit. Like it was just great as a Star Trek. It was wonderful. Like it was really good. Like I said, and Jenny and I were talking about this. Dennis was, uh, yeah, I don't know if Dennis said the same thing, but like it was hard not to just continue watching. If I didn't have to record this, yeah. podcast, I just would have kept watching. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I had to go out last night for something else and it was like, ah, oh, shit. And I like when I was going to leave for that. I was telling Jenny, "It's like, oh look, you go." I remember the next episode. You go ahead and watch, watch the next episode. But she, you know, yeah, that's what to do for Fred. I just, well, yeah. I mean, I'm just so happy for you guys, though, that you're at this point in DS9, and it's just, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little emotional. I, I'm I think ex- it might I'm be. Excited. I'm excited for me too, though. So that's very good. And the so, listeners, I hope that they're enjoying, you know, all of this because it's just such a great time to be alive and a fan of Dork Trek. They're so <laughs> lucky to be our fan. Yes. Right. I mean, but most shows wouldn't give them this kind of content, but, uh, you know, we yeah. still love them for all their imperfections. We go above we and beyond. We great. We're, and you know what? We're we're getting better just like uh, the series is getting better. Just like DS9 is getting better, we're getting better, baby. So keep listening. Well, did, uh, did Dennis, I'm, I'm kind of curious what Dennis thought about this. Dennis, one. what are you giving? Mm, honestly, I give this one an eight. Whoa! But it's, it's really not, it's not fair, the reason why. That's <laughs> <It's> not fair. <laughs> because there's, there's an episode later where these uh, new shapeshifters try to trick Odo. And I hate, I kind of hate that episode. And this, the end of this episode reminded me of that. And so it brought it down for me. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Okay. All right. All right. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ben? I I do. The Kira trap or whatever. Yeah. That's just, I I saw that when it was an original run. It was just kind of, I thought it was so stupid that it kind of reminded me. You know, the the ending reminded me a lot of that. It that's coming pretty well soon. For you, okay, all right. 
Well, there you go. I can understand that. Yeah. Dennis gives it an eight. The lone eight today is from Dennis. Eight's still pretty fucking no, good. Eight's really good. Like a DS nine, eight is like a TNG 15 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to recalibrate the warp scale for these bad boys. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I can't like, cause I thought last week's episode was amazing. And, but this week's episode was better. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, it's just all, it's just wonderful. And so. the bad thing is like when we get to an, just an average, oh, an we're average be, episode, we're, we're be like, this fucking sucks. Fuck this, this show. <laughs> it, it reminds me of, of when Jenny watched the World Series and she asked us if, uh, you know, baseball is always this exciting. And, mm-hmm. You know, has she been missing out? Because it made me want to watch baseball. Fans, right. But then all of my baseball friends were like, no, no, no. Don't judge all baseball by the Indians versus the Cubs. No, it's so the best baseball ever. Um, I think regular base- baseball. You know what, man? Baseball gets a bad rap about stuff like this, and I'm not going to go into it. I think baseball is pretty riveting to watch. Well, no, but I mean, but you have more exciting games when they're, you know, than others. Oh yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. That's what we're dealing. With. And what we're dealing with right now is we're dealing with, you know, these three episodes. There's some playoff level. This is like holy smokes! I'm on the edge of my seat. We've got to go back to the normal, you know, Cardinals uh, Indians game, or so, yeah. you know, just doing Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals Cubs. You know, your average, you know, three game series of the week type thing. Yeah, actually, actually tweeted about this this morning uh, that the the home run derby uh-huh. is is more for sports fans, and the All Star game is more for baseball fans. Like there's a difference because like watching the home run derby is, especially the way they have it now, it's just it's built for drama and excitement and everything. Yeah. Baseball's not always uh, that way. Baseball can right. be kind of like boring or there can be lulls in the action. But if you're a baseball fan, that's great because part of the fun of baseball is sitting there with somebody and watching it and like just talking about anything, you know, yeah. and like. Uh, like absorbing the game as it happens, but also interacting with the person that you're watching it with. So, I don't, you know, like a father, son or father, yeah. daughter or whatever, you know, yeah. just sitting at the game. That's kind of part of the experience of baseball that you don't really have in any other sport because yeah, they don't have a, the same kind of pace. Yeah. Teaching your son how to fill out the box scores. I mean, that's just a yeah. tradition that you, you know, pass that down. See, I always look at baseball as like, all right, there's a runner on second base anything can happen at this point. And that's exciting to me because every pitch, you don't know what there's, there's uncertainty on every play. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Is the guy going to throw a ball? Is he going to throw a strike? Is he going to get a hit? Like it's, that's what's exciting to me. Like it's, I can be watching a game and then somebody gets on second base or even first base. I'm like, fuck. Then all of a sudden you got to just, every pitch is an emotional roller coaster. And I just like Greg Maddox, you know, there's a chance he could throw the pitch into the dirt and, you know, (laughs) yeah. Well, see, and now Star Trek is on second base. Yeah, it's really fun. That, that was a good segue, Ben. Good job. All right, well, that's the episode. Uh, we'll let Ben get back to his um, his driving. Uh, Jenny and Dennis. Drive safely, Ben. Thank you very much for coming on, and hopefully this is the new norm, and we'll be handing out lots of nines. So there you go. Yeah. So goodbye, everybody. That was creepy. Bye.